from NM to AZ, they are back, baby. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Around episode 200, I might not give a fuck no more and all that shit. I turned the wheel to the right this time. <laughs> turned the key backwards and went to start it again. Click. Clearly, you're going to have to open your butthole up to a new doctor. This is not a section of the podcast where I tell a lie. <laughs> you should have given all the beads. The burgers, the BJs, all the beads. The buttholes, all the <laughs> Shout out to my white girlfriend from high school. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning. Good evening. Happy Tuesday. Happy Thursday. And all the uh, prerequisites that you're known. Uh, and, you know, let you look forward to hearing me say here at the top of the podcast. This is the number one mixtape podcast out there on the internet, by the way. This is the Dipped in Butter program. If I didn't say so already and I got rambling and forgot what I was saying, this is the number one place where you go to listen to lies and listen to me get in trouble for mentioning ex-white girlfriends at the top of the podcast. Too loud for Wes to not be able to fade out. Maybe I'm in trouble. Maybe I'm not. But I'm going to play that line a little bit better this season. Speaking of playing the line the best, that's my guy. That's your guy. That's Wes with no T. That's not West. That is Wes, the best Wes. That's for every young 89. It's a motherfucking goddamn good around here. That's our producer extraordinaire. That's our editor-in-chief. That's our friend. That's the keeper of our topics, because I love it when he texts me weird shit throughout the week. But not to say too many cuss words too early in the podcast. Let's open the door for our friend. What's going on, my guy? Um, I'm going to just say regular, regular shit right here, bro. Like, no bullshit. Like, I feel like I don't. I feel like the days went by really fast since the last time we spoke, right? So, like, mm. in my brain right now, I can't, I don't know what's happened, but I'm pretty sure I know everything that's happened. happened. And I'm sure I'm going to have something to offer for this conversation, you know, once it once we get there. And that's how yeah. real life this thing is. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I don't want to digress too far, you know, right here at the top of the pod. Um, but my guy across from me with the hottest takes in the United States, he's also dressed in all black, y'all. Like, there's so many vibes that's coming from my man right now. You can't you even see the fabrics man. of this. I think you would I, like I, this jacket. I, if I, you I, saw no, I, I like it without even seeing the fabrics but like he's really got kind of like grim reaper written all over him maybe we'll get to it but that's cat k with two t's on the end of that thing uh you can catch my man at youtube.com slash dipped in butter program um whether you, you know you catch the content or you catch him in the comments either way catch him let it lead you back here here's the most important place you need to be um which is the dipped in butter program um each and every tuesday wherever podcast or place or whichever day is pod day in your life um because we're here for you. Um, he is big money out in San Fran and Chicago. I've caught myself on past episodes saying Santan, and that's where I used to be. <laughs> right. Not where Cat is. You miss it. You miss he didn't, it. He did, well, he did go spend big dollars over at the donut shop. So, <laughs> got in, so they might. Don't tell him that. <laughs> I'm Slim Jim right here on the podcast. GYM, if you know, you know. Um, my nigga and yours, please fill me in. Fill me in, bro. The recovery is immaculate with this one, bro. I'll be thinking I'm smooth with this shit, but you're the best, bro. So, okay. The comments, me in the comments, I know we talk about it a lot, but that really rolls into what I was doing here. I was like feverishly writing down the topics for the week and etching my notes like I normally do. 
I'm normally much more prepared, but time mm-hmm. just started getting a little squiggly on me. And I was checking TMZ to make sure, you know, nobody died hot in the last 30 minutes before we turned the mics on I so mean, we wouldn't seem so out of touch. It's, it's Grammy weekend, so. It's, it's Grammy. People be dying. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to make sure. And then I'm, I'm scrolling TMZ in real time, and one of the articles caught my eye from today, and this is hot, hot, well, kind of hot news. God, this is okay. Let me just say it because as I'm talking, it's sounding wild. This is the headline it says, Porn star Emily Willis hospitalized after apparent overdose, dot, 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 in critical condition. Now, I don't know who Emily Willis is. This is not a genre that I typically search or used to search or whatever. Um, I've never seen this lady before. But what made me stop scrolling and kind of t- cock my head to the side and go, huh. Maybe we talk about this because now I don't want to be out of touch. Maybe I'm ignorant to this. But as I was reading the headline, it dawned on me that I don't think in the adult film industry, not just women, but men and women, I don't think overdosing is super uncommon. If you was to wager a guess, would you guess that overdosing is super uncommon in that field of work? You say uncommon? I don't think uncommon. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's I don't, uncommon. I don't think- and like maybe not during like actual working hours. Yeah, like maybe not um, ODing and yeah, uh, yeah not like, during filming a scene. Yeah, but you, yeah, you are of the industry, so you probably get. You a would think high there's high a lot of drugs in the porn yeah. industry, right? So yeah. probably a lot of potential overdoses. I know that I've heard of a couple instances where people have been like highly depressed and seek out drugs and all of that. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm trying to build something here. So. The fact that this lady's story showed up on TMZ, I was like, I was thinking to myself, like, I don't think I've ever seen any kind of news coverage on an adult star in drug problems or overdoses or anything like that. And I was like, I wonder what made them see fit to report on this news. Like, not that this lady's not human and that she doesn't matter or any of that, because I do understand why to that capacity, but... I feel like there had to have been other instances where this has happened, where maybe they didn't choose to report or maybe I just didn't see it. I guess what I'm asking and wondering why, why is this my first time noticing something like this? Like, why is it not? You know what I mean? Why do I not have six other instances that I can tell you off the top of my head where I've seen breaking news, porn star overdoses? I mean, I I, I don't know. That's a good question. Like, I'm it trying to think. It seems like this like, should be a they... thing in the culture, right? I mean, yeah, and like, what is? I don't, that sounds stupid. I don't to want act, it to be like, a thing, though. What kind of porn star is she? Like, I don't. What I, kind again, of porn does, would she do? Yeah, I don't feel I like it matters. But yeah. like, like who? And it's or weird, it bro. Does. Like the new, the news is weird, bro. The new, and I guess that's TMZ. Like they always cover TMZ. Weird be shit, with the weird like, shit. I don't know. That's just weird overall, bro. But like, yeah, why? Like, wh- I mean, stumble on a good point accidentally. I think though, too, because maybe the genre does matter. Because okay, if we're talking porn, maybe an adult star that does more gangbangs might be more apt to overdosing than somebody that does like soft lesbian scenes. I'm not trying to be funny. Like, I do think that there probably there's potentially a parallel here. Do you think, or am I, mean, I just I being think- goofy? I mean, I, I I know where you're you're being goofy, but I know where you're coming from with it. Um, it's like stress on the body, levels of stress on stress the body, stress on the right? mind, stress on the body, stress on the the self esteem potentially. Yeah, like if niggas, if niggas is poking you in all your holes versus you know what I'm saying a little cat leakage going on, you know you might you might be saving yourself some years not being in the gangbang. 
not trying to be funny, but there's all there. I feel like the human psyche can only take so many all the holes content. You know what I mean? I mean? It's, like, gotta, it's gotta be like getting into an accident, right? And how many days consecutively can you get into an accident before you just you got you got to check out before your body's too beat up? Or NFL players again? This is not me goofing on Miss right. Emily. Prayers up to her. I hope she's all right. I've again, I've never seen a scene. I don't know this lady, but like. Just speaking in general terms, right? Like we're talking about CTE and football players. We got to be talking like DTE and porn stars and not just ladies, but I don't think we talk about guys potentially being traumatized. And now well, somebody might roll their eyes and be like, nigga, you just slinging dick, bro. How could you be traumatized? But slinging too much dick could probably be traumatizing. It probably could be traumatizing because I, you've, you're a dude. You've had to have experienced this, fam. Like, if you get to like go on going ham for like three consecutive days, like you, you know. might have to put yourself on the injured reserve list. Like not even it, just physically, but your mind might be tapped out. Like I mean, I've seen too much in the last. Even four, even, even physically though, like yeah. you know what I'm saying, you might be like, yo, I need to I need to give my my man's a pause. And then what what it got me to thinking about is you've told stories on here of when you'd injured you've injured yourself during sexual activity. So oh, like, yeah, I almost forgot. I was like, what is he talking yeah, about? The, oh, Jesus. The, the, I've been injury, too long. What yeah, is he the talking The injuries about? could be limitless, essentially. Yeah. You, know? you know what? Yeah, like, when... The, uh, Think of this. Imagine all the shit that's on the cutting room floor of porn editing rooms, right? Like, we're talking about, like, some of the wildest shit that they intend to capture. And then there's probably shit that they did not intend to capture, right? So imagine the shit that might be on the editor room floor when it comes to a lot of these adult films or just scenes or like, I'm sure that there's a lot more to this industry that like we don't want to wrap our minds around. But you want to know what I bet you they edit out more than anything? And I'm sure you'd appreciate this. What's that? The laughing. They get the laughing way out of there for you, bro. Because I'm sure there's a lot of like... I'm sure there's a lot of that <laughs> going on. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. They get that out of there for you because they understand, like, what's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, if you're trying to deliver your lines and shit and then you get the giggling, like, get that out of there, bro. Because there's one thing if you're targeting the funny scene and then there's another thing if the scene is not supposed to be funny and it is a all-the-whole right. situation and now you yeah. laugh and, like, we don't want laughs. And, like, nobody wants to see their porn from right before action. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to see the thing go, all right, action. And then the dude walks up and sticks his dick into, you know what I'm saying? That's like. <laughs> For the little clip thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't, you don't, don't want to see that. Or that's the no. that's the amateur porn, you know what I'm saying? So if I'm going to watch something that's produced, like, by the time I come on, like, you know, shit. Let's get I don't even see all the behind the scenes shit that's yeah. going on. Like, get your life together. And then part of you will wonder if you saw some shit like that. Like, who produced this porn? The WB? Like, who the fuck is this made by, dog? So, yeah. and then another thing that I was thinking about when I was kind of skimming this uh, article was not me. Mm-hmm. This is a not me thing. I wonder how many people might have seen this article and kind of dismissed the article and the person's well being because of what she does for her. I don't know how she earns her money, right? Because she's a porn star. Mm-hmm. How many people might have read this article and been like, "Oh, deep, another one," and not even know? Like, well, wait a minute, maybe it's not that common, and this is somebody's daughter, and this is a human being that deserves like empathy and well-being and thoughts and prayers and prayer emojis and all that shit. But because of the line of work she's in and the big headline expert porn star ODs, it's probably like one of those things where a lot of people probably just rolled their eyes and was like, another junkie in front of the corner store. And it's probably, it might not even be all that. I mean, because what is the probability that she was lubing up to go do a scene? 
Is it high? Do they work that much? Because now I'm thinking, like you said about content creators, like maybe she shoots all her porn on Mondays and Tuesdays, and every other day of the week she's off, and maybe she's just going to the library for all we know. A lot of a lot of possibilities here. You know, sixteen pray emojis to 16. her. And, you know her her situation. Hopefully she recovers. That way mm-hmm. she can you know get get back to the car crash. If you wanted to wish Miss Emily well, where would you put those thoughts and or prayers? You personally, um, probably be Instagram. Instagram, go to her Instagram page and leave it in the yeah. comments. Yeah, leave it in I the comments. See, you are the best fucking podcaster of all time. I swear, bro. They need you on some of these higher paid ones. And like, swat, they need to switch ish out for you, bro. Like, I will let you go. If you need, if they only wanted you, I will let you go. Ish can stay. I'll go sit next to him. They got to get ice out of there. Oh, yeah. Ice is bad. But my question to you is while you're putting 16 prayer emojis under uh, Emily's fucking Instagram page, now, you know me. I'm the in-the-comments king. I love to troll. I love to fucking make people mad about the points they make, especially if it has to do with LeBron or something I care about, right? Mm-hmm. I've noticed and been very annoyed by this lately. I've always seen it, but lately I'm more annoyed by it. And you, I like to consider you to be a little bit more spiritual than maybe I am. I'm not saying I'm a net zero when it comes to spirituality, but I would consider you to be a bit more spiritual than myself. I want to know your personal opinion. When you go through like social media comments and you see in like a YouTube comment section for, I don't know, it's a YouTube video about uh, top 10 ghost sightings on ring doorbells, right? And then the Mm -hmm. top comment is a comment that says, whoever's reading this, I hope that your life is blessed and you get all the well wishes that God has planned for you and keep your eyes up and your chest aimed high. Psalms 37. Mm -hmm. Why do people do that? Um, it's, uh, it's internet chain mail. You know what I'm saying? It's the, do you think it's bots or real people? It's the, if you scroll past this baby, then you, you're going to hell kind of, kind of post. Um, is it real people or bots? That's a good question. Um, I'm gonna go with bots. I never, I never even thought about that. <laughs> you never even That's, considered that it might I be did. a bot. Yeah. I never even, I always go with like, these are, because it's only like, only real people give me the vibes for falling for it. So maybe it's a good mixture because I do feel like it's some people who like really are still like not stepping on any cracks to save their mother's back. <laughs> well, I do care about my mama's back. Like we might I, not I be talking right now, like, but I do want her back to be high. I healthy. think subconsciously I try not to step on no cracks, but like if worse come to worse, then we got to do what we got to do. And you know, hopefully mama make it through. But like, I think, I think those are, again, it's the, if you don't, if you don't tag five people, and comment below I'm getting into heaven yeah then you're not getting into heaven and it's like oh my god how many notifications does jesus have like, I don't... <laughs> that nigga, jesus phone must be ringing hot brother the back of his iphone 3s must be burning <laughs> up you know jesus got an old iphone bro. Hot. from when it was so smooth in the back hell yeah, hell yeah. bro so like i ain't gonna lie bro it gets me mad because part of my mind thinks that the bot started the comment like wrote the comment it's very okay. they always read very body most of the time. But what makes me mad is for it to be the top comment, it means like 4.7 thousand people like the comment. And those yeah. were real people that liked yeah. the Vox comment. <laughs> and that's what I'm mad at. I'm not mad at the originator of the chain mail. Well, I'm mad at the people that opened it, read it, got grabbed an envelope out of their junk drawer, refolded well, the letter, and sent it out five more times. And I'm, I'm mad and, at you. And look, and look, your metrics are already done for you because all those people who liked it are the people who are going to keep this fucking shit going because that's one of the requirements. Like this post, and then you need to comment for friends below and share. So, like, you, you just get your metrics done for you. That's all. 
Have you ever gotten a friend or family member clean from dispersing junk mail? And what I mean by that is like, do you know anybody that does that kind of shit that shares and re retweets those posts? And then you've had to have that talk with them. Like, don't cause um, I did that with Dev in the barbershop one time. Like he was doing that on his Facebook and I had to mm. pull it to the side at the barbershop one day and be like, dog, do you honestly think when you die, you'll be standing at the ivory podium with gold trim He's with like, smoke clouds at your feet? And then God starts looking out of his blinds of his mansion going, you didn't share the post, dog. Yeah. And then he like does the chop sign at his neck to the angel at the gate. And then you fall through the cloud. Like, do you think that's how I, do you think Jesus really gives a fuck about your Jesus, Facebook profile? Jesus didn't turn his phone around to you. Like, why you ain't share the post, my nigga? All why you, you had to do was share the post. Bro, again, like this is shit that I never even considered. Like, do, I don't know if I know, like I, if anybody, and I don't know, shout out to my nigga Dev, but like, I'm only thinking about older people. Like maybe yeah. they might be, or my cousin be doing that shit. I ain't even gonna lie. I love her, but like she do be doing that shit. And I don't feel the need to have, she just strikes me as an old nigga on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure she wouldn't like to hear that, but do you know the truth is that the proof is in the pudding. Well, you're like, old and then your Facebook old. Yeah, my, my, old. yeah, my aunties and shit be doing that. And like, I just, those are, those are the profiles that tend like not to come across. They, they not high on my algorithm. Mm, they don't really come up first when you open yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, so when I'm seeing that, I'm just seeing that bullshit and I'm still scrolling. So my algorithm knows to kind of lessen that shit down even more, um, which causes me, I don't want to say to miss some other things, but like, shout out to the fam. Like, I love y'all, but I can't be looking at that bullshit all the time. And you can't be um, showing it to me. Either. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if I ever told you. Like, I do have a, um, I got several family members who like, Godspeed and good luck to you, fam. Like after like the the second and third friend requests come through, like whether it's you or the hackers or whoever, I I, I can't keep up with this. Like <laughs> I can't keep I up with which one yeah, is the I fake one. Yeah, I don't That's know not who's me. Who, like particularly when it came to my son's party and shit, trying to make sure I send out the right invites to the right pages. Like I don't want to send this out to all three of my aunties, like the same auntie, because that's fucking stupid. Like I, you want, and I'm gonna text you anyways, because I, I give old people the credit for not even paying attention to shit like that. So I'm gonna make sure you got it to where I feel like you know is the, is the best way to communicate with you. But like that, that's too much stress. So like my pe- people that I love, like again, it's not my my friend group or my age group that's kind of going through that. But it's like the older people in my family that for whatever reason they be going through it with the motherfucking Facebooks, dog. And they mm-hmm. do not hesitate to create a new Facebook. Like, <laughs> just start from the scratch they go again. Right back to it. Like same name, same email, same password. That's interesting everything. to me too, because Only like a matter of time. You was there with me real time when I lost mine. I was like, well, this is my sign from heaven in the pearly gates right. that I need to get they up out of here. And right back. The up. idea of starting over every time is wild to me because now you gotta resend out all the friend invites and then resend the instant messages yeah, so. going, Hey, the last one ain't me no more. This one is me. What up, dog? I'm you, I give you, I give you two for sure. Like, and, and depending on who you is, I might give you a third. But if I see that third come up, I might, I might have to open the book and, and read you your rights. Like, oh man, I'm <laughs> We're so sorry. Here. It was good. It was good knowing you on this platform, but I can, I can no longer. You have run out of accepts. Like, I. I want to I want to speak to you. Like I I really hope I can't reach out to you, but it's not going to be being friends. It's, it's not going to be through this app, not the blue, yeah, not no, the blue no, square. No. Um, what I worry about now too is like as I get older, it's easy for me to sit here and laugh at people falling for like the angels' gates and pray for this mm-hmm. baby and one like is equals one prayer. But I ain't gonna lie, I'm <clears throat> like the bots are real close to getting me on one particular scam. Um, I'm getting text messages now. 
from UPS saying, mm, we tried to deliver your package, dog, do it, but it, do we couldn't deliver it to you because of this. And we'll tell you why as soon as you click the link. And almost every time I'll be real close to clicking the link until I realize like, they would email me this. They wouldn't exactly. be just texting me this. And like they, I, man, I've been real close to investigating that a couple of times. And I'm like, wait, this would never happen this way. But they've almost, and then they send them like around the holidays when you be forgetting what shit you've ordered and shit. So like mm-hmm. they be catching me at all the right times. Maybe it's because I order too many packages and it's just a coincidence or like they be knowing when I've ordered something. So like, a day yeah. before I'm expecting a package, I'll be getting this spam and they be, oh, they be so close to getting me. Yeah, but you got to figure nine times out of ten when it comes to, like, the shit that you buy, right? Like, ain't nobody buying nothing right from UPS. Like, you got to buy it from somebody who kind of got their own shit going on. And They like, would tell you. They're usually not passing along your, like, phone number and shit, particularly for the, the shipper to, like, reach out to you. So I remember the first time that that shit came across my phone, I was like, oh, this is good. But like, nah, like, and like, it really makes me wonder, bro, because you know what I think of? If you get into like some real shit on your phone, I imagine that like the old like Trojan horse worm pop up and like eat your whole screen and it go black (laughs) and then your phone just never turn on. All your apps start disappearing. (laughs) Nom, 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 nom. That's how I picture it too. That's what keeps me from clicking any like dangerous link, particularly on. Like I don't want to say like I'm free range on my computer because I'm gonna bypass that shit too. But like on my phone, it makes me believe that you gonna eat my screen, fam, and then I'm (laughs) never gonna be able to see nothing on my phone ever again. Imagine your iPhone screen getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and every time you touch the screen, it just gets smaller until it's just a black dot. Yeah, and it just never comes back on. Oh, that's so scary, bro. Computer shit used to be real scary in the early 2000s, bro. Like you used to be able to do shit to your computer that was irreversible. And Mm -hmm. you take it to a man in Scarborough Mall, and he's like, "You bricked it, cuz." So yeah, you take it to Geek Squad. Geek Squad gonna scratch they head with you like yeah i don't know what the fuck that's crazy bro they taking the power plug with you like did you unplug it too i unplugged it did you unplug it for 10 seconds i don't know um the fixing stuff like i don't want to overdose again prayers up to emily and all her co-stars and anybody she's ever worked with but i'm gonna tell you something about me and my hobbies lately that i want to like i feel like you would understand where i'm coming from in this right okay okay um, recently I've told you about how, like, you know, me and my wife try to schedule date nights. She'd be busy. I'd mm-hmm. be busy. And I went from like scheduling sex and date nights is corny and only lames do it to like, nah, let me walk that back. That's really actually kind of fire. So we'd be like sending each other Google calendar invites and shit and making time. Cause I think it's important to make time. That's how I try to make it sound cooler as well. Oh, we make time. Like, okay. Oh, it's an Instagram thing. Oh Goals. shit. That just reminded me that I got my iCloud calendar thing together. So I might be able to send some invites. Yeah. Yeah, like it's kind of fly to see your babe like a like an actual invite that she would get from her work and I'm like oh shit that's a day night right there yeah, all right send, I'm, about send, I'm about to send her an arch check right now yeah well so day night is i've told you before that's when i'm only able to do my drinking when i was able to do other things that was the only time that i was able to do that as well right mm-hmm. and i realized like i'm a i'm a rum and coke dude I've learned that that is my favorite. Like a spice rum and Coke just tastes delicious to me. I love it. And I was realizing this last time, like, I really like chilling with my babe and playing music and having a drink. Like, that's something that as I get older, I'm really like more and more into. It's It's just chilling and having a drink. It's fly. But then it occurred to me, I was like, man, why don't I do this more often? And you know what I realized why I don't do that more often? Because there's no time. I feel like I'm too busy to be an alcoholic. (laughs) 
<laughs> Ain't that weird? Like, because here, and let me walk you through this. In my mind, sure, I want to have a rum and coke and play some music or watch some TV and chill. But to me, I have to have a relatively open schedule to drink. And then it's not even like I'll be drinking till I'm blacked out. Like, I never overindulge. But to me, it's not fun to drink if I know I got to work tomorrow or if I know I got to be somewhere in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even mm-hmm. properly enjoy the drink and enjoy the vibes. I only like to drink on weekends when I know I ain't got shit to do tomorrow. Like, don't bother me with no night activities when I got to be somewhere in the morning. (laughs) Don't fuck with me on school night, man. I got to get my (laughs) Bro, and I think I've always been that. Like, that's a perfect example because I've always been that way. My dad used to tell me in, like, middle school, he used to compliment me in middle school, like, I know I'll never got to worry about like telling you what time bedtime is. You would just go to bed. Like I didn't have a bedtime most of my life. Lazy ass. Yeah, I'm a sleepy ass nigga, bro. Like my dad ain't never had to set no bedtime for me. Like he would sometimes be like, "Where's Dion at?" And nigga, I would already be in bed in in sleep in the second rim cycle, brother. Yeah, he showed me how to use an alarm clock one time, and it was over, nigga. I was never late. Like I was always on time. I got myself up into the bus stop and all that shit. So I say all that to say like drinking is fly and I want to do it more but I don't have the time in my schedule and that's very weird because I feel like most people don't pay attention to that. It's like nigga if I want to have a drink I'm going to have a drink you're overthinking it but I don't want to drink if it's not a Saturday night I mean and, and I can understand that I was about to say and that's where your dilemma lies at right and you just gotta if you're going to do it throughout the, again, it's another thing that you kind of got to make time for, right? Like, or, or I don't want to say like you got to turn your whole swag into a whole vibe. Like if you're going to send a calendar invite that come with the bottle of wine. It absolutely you know, does. Our day night always comes with a bottle of wine. But that's what I'm saying. That way you can always, you can go through all of the motions that like, all right, I know, but like I'm, I'm, I checked off all of my checks. Like, like I did, I did what I was supposed to do. So it's cool that I sacrificed a little bit of time. Cause you're still going to get up in the morning and go and do whatever you need to do. Sure. So, it's all right. You got to, you got to, and you know, as an, as adults, a sleep is, you know, sleep is very important and you know, niggas love to get their sleep, but you know, so sacrifice that 20, 25 minutes, man. You're all right. A 20, 25 minutes of sleep. Yeah. Well, see to me, like if I'm drinking though, if I'm popping a bottle of wine or if I'm going to have me some rum and Coke, like it's going to be, uh, I'm up till one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning kind of ordeal. I think. I think that's yeah, nah, probably why. Yeah, you got Yeah, you got to slow down there. <laughs> I told you it's brother. addictive personality, bro. It's all or nothing. So I mean, if I'm a drink, we're going to finish the bottle of wine. We're going to have several mixed drinks. We're going to have the bass too loud to where the upstairs neighbors are like stomping on their bedroom floor. Like we're if we're going to do something, we're going to do too much of it. Yeah, nah. See, yeah, you got you got to scale back. That's why you got. That's why you can only kick it on Fridays and Saturdays, nigga. Because every other night is a school night. So well, now, tell me, now, explain to me how I mix one glass of rum and coke and walk into the living room and watch reality TV and just only have the one glass. Like, how do you do that? Get a big glass. <laughs> <laughs> My nigga is got bro. You are the problem. So this is not just a show. Like this is we're fixing things. Let's get a get a big glass. glass, Pour more alcohol. Pour more coke. Like okay, it's okay to operate that way. You don't have to finish the glass either, right? Or no, you you should finish the glass the way that you're talking. Like you should definitely finish the glass, and like hopefully finishing that big glass will make you feel like. You know, ha- having the multiples, or you gotta, you gotta give yourself like the ruler too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because again, like it kind of, it kind of rolls back into you know I wasn't smoking or drinking for the month of January, and then as of last weekend, like it was back on and cracking, and like that first day back in, nigga, first two, the two three days, Boom, nigga, man. blitzed, dog. I was this, whole, has this like, always been this good. Man, 
man had to go lay down like i i felt what it felt like to be high again dog like my my arms and legs were tingling nigga like i was like oh shit you were sunk into the couch type shit bro not even but like i just i felt it again like whereas like it just seemed like i was you know maintaining a high at all times did you like that though like did you like kind of getting blitzed a little bit I did. I, I I enjoyed it for what it was because for me, I haven't felt that way off of smoking no weed, nigga, yeah, wow. in eons. So it's like, it reminded me why I smoke weed. It really mm-hmm. reminded me of like how I started and why I started smoking. That's weed. why I oh, fell in love with you. Yeah, this shit is lit. Like we we bet, but like even now, like I feel like I've regained because we had the conversation. Like I've scaled back. Um, as far as, you know, the, the, the rolling up every, every, you know, so often goes like, I'm, I'm really down to kind of my two blunts a day, you know, hitting my dubs in between and maintaining myself. Um, even with the drink, you see, I'm drinking now, but like, we ain't, I ain't drink yesterday. Like, I just don't feel compelled, you know mm. what I'm saying? To do this shit no more or get as high as I like. Now I recognize like I'm too high. Like this yeah. is, this is <laughs> this too is high. Enough. Like I, yeah, I don't need to be this high for right now. So again, like on the weekend, I'm kind of off schedule because mm. It's the weekend. I'm allowed to do that again. I can stay up till one, two o'clock in the morning, but like every day I'm just kind of maintaining what I got going on. Like I say with the drink, like I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have, I had one, I'm drinking another one. Like I may, I'm definitely gonna have another one when I go downstairs. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> if that's true, it's going, it's going to stretch into a fourth because of who I'm married to. And she really bought that life, right? It's Monday. That's gonna, that's, it is. It's, I'm not trying to shame be, you, but like, that's just, no. that, I didn't say that in the same tone. I say that no, in no, like, no, no, I no. can't wrap my mind around that. Yeah, not nah, it's crazy. Yeah. And then, bro, like when when me and my wife first started dating, fam, like when I when I first came, I'm almost positive the first night that she cooked for me and gave me that whole "I'll be cooking for niggas" speech. That was on a Monday night, and my wife, ritually for a long time, would not eat on Monday nights, even if she cooked. She would drink her dinner, fam. So like she'd have really? a beer or two or whatever the case may be, and she would just drink her. You know, she would just she called it drinking her dinner, and like hmm. for a while, I got down on her with it too. Fair so like. This ain't, yeah, this ain't nothing but, like, again, I guess we value sleep too much over here. So, like, again, you know, some, sometimes it's, you know, do that up all night and sometimes it's do that and ground and pound. Like, it, either way, the goal is being accomplished. Can you I know? ask you a question? Have you ever, like, personally felt um, maybe a little scared or maybe a little hesitant that maybe you're overindulging in anything? Like, I, yeah. I don't feel like from the stories you've told me that you've overindulged in weed or anything, but there has there ever been anything that where you thought to yourself, like, I got to chill, like, I may be overdoing this? I mean, shit, that was kind of, that was kind of a part of the decision to kind of, like, okay. chill, like, and, and again, like, because when I said it, I, there's never been a point in time in my life where I stopped smoking weed for any significant amount of time, like, sure. I don't get in trouble like that, so I ain't never had to for no legal reason. It was no like, wake up call needed, so you always felt like yeah, you had control. Yeah, I, anyway. I know the loopholes around it when it comes to getting the job, and like you know, not to get I ain't I I didn't have to take drug tests for certain jobs and shit. So it's like I've been cool because I know how to maneuver out here, mm-hmm. you know, when, when the shit doesn't matter. But it's like, damn, I'm probably doing too much because I never, you know, what I'm saying, and, and, and it's it sucks. I've seen niggas go through that where you have to stop. Or else there's some bullshit hanging right, around like your My head. life might change if I don't yeah, stop. Yeah, and it's like, why why make it that difficult for yourself? Even though I'm not in any of that type of position, but it's like, why make it that difficult? And it, that's why I kept saying it the whole time. And I probably said on the podcast, bro, like, I really feel like I regained my power back. You know what I'm saying? With nice. the smoking. Like, before I really felt, like, drawn to, like, 
man, it's been three hours. Like, let me go ahead and roll up. <laughs> like, now it's been three hours, and it's like, man, I get to that I shit get to tomorrow. It, to it, yeah. I get to it. To, like, at this point now, like, I... There's a there's a dupe downstairs for me to hit. I'm gonna hit that because that's what I smoked before I came up here. Like I'm gonna hit that before I you know before I come to bed tonight, and then that's it. Like that's enough. I'm, I'm gonna wake up in the morning. I'm gonna roll up after work. I'm gonna roll up, and like that's been it for the days, bro. And like again, I'm still high. Like I'm back to feeling high. So it's like yeah, I probably don't need to get no more high than this. Like <laughs> did you did you at any point uh, throughout? I know we touched on it uh, briefly, but did you at any point throughout look at your finances and how pulling back has like afforded you the opportunity to oh, buy yeah. more bootleg shoes <laughs> I, <haven't bought> any. <laughs> I said I more bought, i know i haven't <laughs> bought any bootleg shoes my nigga nice. it's listen it, here's one of those things where it's <laughs> it's rough it's 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 rough from a lot of angles that's the part you know we haven't we haven't kept on the on the trilogy of shoes at this point because i just I realized in real time i lied to you Oh and shit. And this is not on this is nowhere on the paper. It's but all right. well, as we, friends, we, I just realized right. I lied to you. Okay, well come on. I'll I'll confess and then we'll continue on with the show and we won't spend okay. a lot of time on this because right. I think the audience are tired of us talking about <laughs> shoes. You asked me how I felt about you shoes and what I ever. And I don't think I gave you a hard no, I was just like, listen, I don't turn my nose up at people to buy you shoes. It ain't for me. And then we like likened it to the whole like that ain't your jewelry shit. And it's like, that's even worse because these you know, you're putting your feet in these shits, right? Mm-hmm. There are a pair of LeBrons that I have been chasing down forever. They're exclusive to China. They only came out in China. And look at you. And every website that I looked at, the lowest I found, this was before tax fees and shipping, they wanted $370 for these. $370 for these. Every website I came across on my side. And there's only, there were only three. Huh? How many won is that? I don't even know how many yen that is, bro. So I, every website, I'm like, man, I really want those, but they're so exclusive and there's very few pairs that's out there lingering. Dog, I stumbled on an eBay account where the dude put in the, he put in the description, only tried on once, didn't like the way they fit. So I took them off and I'm trying to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And so I was I like, well, ready to go. I was like, well, I mean, people do that at Foot Locker all the time. Like, you don't know how yeah. many shoes you buy. For. Take it. This is not me excusing myself. I worked at Foot Locker, Kids Foot Locker, Lady Foot Locker, and Foot Action. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't know how many shoes they sell y'all and wrap them right back up that some motherfucker done, like, tried on in the store and ran back and forth across the floor real quick. It was like, <laughs> nah, I'll come back. I'll come back. Like, a lot of y'all shoes that y'all think is brand new ain't brand new, bro. Like, sure. motherfuckers be returning shit that they wore out, and then you put them right back in the stock room if they don't look worn. So I was looking at them. I looked at the pictures for a real long time, and guess how much a motherfucker wanted for these? I tried on one pair. That I've been looking for that motherfuckers was wanting four hundred for two twenty five. He wanted one hundred dollars. No way. I dude. pulled the trigger so, so fast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I cheddar bobbed myself, nigga. That's how fast I pulled the motherfucking trigger. These were three seventy nine at the lowest. Every other way, I'm gonna send them to you when we get off here. Remind me so you can like oh, so wow. you can see for yourself how good of a right. deal this was. And I was like, I just I gotta apologize. I gotta retract my statement. But anyway, fuck all that. This is not shoe talk. I'm not gonna lie to you and say we'll be quick and it actually be long. Quick on that real quick, but I lied to my friend and I need to like update y'all that I do have okay. a gently used pair. I guess you call them used, but he said he didn't I play mean, ball in them or no shit like that. And then when they came, I inspected them, they still smell new. They great. I was like, oh, this nigga oh, didn't know. I actually left feedback. I left That's a it. review. I was like, nigga, you really restored my faith in this shit. 
So you snip the nigga's about. feet. That's crazy. Well, it's, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> anyway, uh, bro, drug, more drug talk. Did, did you uh-huh. catch Timberland's interview on Million Dollars Worth of Game or any of the snippets? Timberland was on Million Dollars Worth of Game. No, why well, is Timberland? I guess he on wasn't on Gilly and Wallow's show. They came to him in the studio and like interviewed I mean, him. Same difference. Same difference, right? But I didn't know that Timberland was so addicted to drugs at one point. It's like, did you know that? N- no, but Timberland I th- was an it- addict. As odd as it sounds, Timberland, I believe, has the same kind of addictive personality that you have. Like he smokes so. weed, and sh- he smokes weed and shit now, and like he looks odd smoking weed. But it's like I smoke weed, nigga. So now I smoke weed, and it's like dog. Really, I kind of hate it when people get like be new to weed, and then they just become like I'm Snoop Dogg. I hated it when Lil Duval did it. Lil Duval yeah. went from like I would never, that's lame, to like now all of a sudden I'm poster but, boy for but weed. You, but you want to know what? I fuck with that though. I fuck with how Lil Duval did it because I feel like Lil Duval, um, it, he just didn't know. Like he just he didn't did know how not much you know. would like it. You know, yeah, he didn't know. And like, not for nothing, that was my best friend. Like, I started smoking with my best friend. He really used to be like scolding people. I don't about know why you high. think you like, need that. Oh my God, you're getting high. Like, that's <laughs> crazy. And then that nigga started smoking one day. And he was like, oh my God. I love, and like, I've been, really missing just, I've been missing out. And you turn into a lover of it. So I ain't really mad at a nigga like Lil Duval, but some other niggas definitely be like, overdoing it and then it's it's like niggas getting like uh i don't know like getting their first tattoo at 45 or something like that and then it's like you just want to keep rolling your sleeves i'm not mad at you for getting the tattoo but you want to just keep rolling your sleeves up dog when you was not rolling your sleeves up before now you just we gotta see it all the time to me that's crazy because i feel like the older i get the worse the pain get like you're my nigga like oh my god i was i ain't gonna lie i was shocked to to hear timlin tells some of his story about like being addicted to Vicodin and shit. Like he was saying, like he was having outer body experiences off of edibles and like he thought he was going to die. And I don't know what it was about Timlin's character that made me think that in my mind, Timlin didn't even do drugs, let alone like was a druggie. Like, I didn't see Timlin as a druggie. Again, maybe it makes me a druggie, right? Because you hear people tell all these crazy stories like I was I had an outer body experience and like from I saw a brownie. Myself. And I want to get that high. Like, <laughs> I want, I really do want to get that high, bro. Cause, like, I feel like I've been high and, like, I've been so high to where, like, it's still a figurative, like, outside of my body, like, I see myself kind of situation. But the way these niggas be talking is like, nah, nigga, I took these shrooms or I took this DMT dog, nigga. And I literally watched myself yeah. take a nap up against the tree, fam, while I went to the water and got my feet wet. And it's like, yeah, like I had a conversation with somebody water. while I watched myself sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to, I do want to be that high because. I think that shit is fly. Like, I want to know what's happening out here in the world that these niggas is experiencing. So, like, again, you get a nigga like Timberland talking that shit. I don't believe him. Like, was you high, high nigga? Yeah, but was you as high as you talking about? No. You probably he, just strikes me as a nigga, he strikes me as a nigga who inhales with his mouth wide open. <laughs> but, he, does, he does that. He 100% inhales with his mouth open. Yeah, I, I think somebody like Timberland, I mean, to be that creative when it comes to the beats, and I hate to just, like, go straight to that, right? Because we think of Timberland, and it's just all beats. Like, he don't got no life outside of speakers. But somebody as an imaginative as he is when it comes to production, I would imagine if you give that nigga the right amount of THC, he might, like, really react adversely to that shit that most people wouldn't just because of the way his mind has to work. To use a vacuum cleaner in an R&B song for the beat, you kind of have to have your mind wired a little different from everybody else, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, you do got to see some different shit, but like, also niggas be lying, bro. And like, once you come to accept, <laughs> niggas be lying. <laughs> like, you look at you look at everything with a little skewed vision. Timberland might be lying about how high he was. I'm he going with 100. percent He lying about how high he was because that be that be a nigga who act high in front of people, and now you can't like live it down. Now you really got to be that. Mm-hmm. Let, let's sort through some more of these lies while we at it. Let's let's fucking lie, police it up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be real careful how I talk to you right now. Okay. Um, Drake was in Tampa. Drake was in Tampa two nights. Yep. On one of his, um, you see how I've gentled my voice up while I'm talking to you about your mans yep. because I respect mans mm-hmm. and I respect <laughs> you <laughs> and I respect your respect for mans. Okay. So let's talk about it. Drake was performing in Tampa and. Part of his set was uh, one of his biggest hits, uh, Work with Rihanna, mm-hmm. and he refused to sing or rap along, and he said into his microphone and made a declarative statement to his audience that I no longer perform that song. Mm-hmm. And he refused to perform it, and he let his DJ just spin work awkwardly through the speakers while he refused to perform it. Mm-hmm. And I want to get your take on this because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I could give you mine quickly if you care to hear it, you know I love Drake. Drake is in my top five. But sometimes, in my opinion, the petty goes too far. And I'm just like, why do this? I understand, like, me and you talked about the shots he took at ASAP Rocky and their mm-hmm. marriage and the baby daddy shit and all of that. We thought some of it was kind of cool, or at least most of it was kind of But why would you have the song in your set only to be spicy about not performing the song just so what... Rihanna can catch wind of it so you can know she's mad at her. I mean, I, de- I, I definitely think there's a play in there that because there's no there's nothing else that my brain could like lead back to once I kind of work through this the whole way, right? So like when I seen the clip come out, I seen it, you know, it it was spicy, it was Drake spicy, like n- nothing I don't think people are not used to hearing. Um and of course the first question is okay, well, why is it still a part of your set list? But it lets me know that much of his set list now is what his set list was when I seen it. <laughs> Drake versus Lil Wayne, same set list. I mean, I mean, you know, maybe he moved some things around, and maybe he did, but like that, where the, where the song plays at is kind of during a mix of songs of his. Okay, um, it's kind of while he's in transition, like the mother shit. So it's not like the song comes on and he sings the song to the crowd and does you know kind of what he does with the rest of the songs. It's like this song comes on in a mix of other songs while I'm doing that. And like, he chose to be spicy during that part. Like, Hey, y'all go ahead and sing that shit. Cause I don't sing that shit no more where nobody knew that. So of course he knew that the shit was going to get out and get back somewhere. And like, I, I don't think niggas give Drake the proper credit for like knowing how to like still be real. Like he on tour. So he going to be relevant for the next, however many months that he going to be on tour, but he knows how to do little things as well. That's going to keep him kind of in, yeah. in the necessary places. Keep himself um, in the news, which is smart. Yeah, but, yeah, but again, it's, it's, it's a, um, it's a part, it was already a part of his show that he just chose not to take out for whatever reason, because I'm sure he's not going to do this every fucking tour. To, and again, it might come out now, which, you know, again, Drake, let me get my petty shit off one time real <laughs> and quick and, and then remove it from the set. Um, but like you say, ultimately it, it comes back up. It comes back around to like, man, I, you could you could you could have just done without it, bro. But no, I, you know I, what? I Let me shoot Aubrey a little bell because this is why I like talking to you because you made me see other angles. Mm-hmm. I could see Drake being so busy. I could see him being busy enough in performing so much that he maybe didn't realize that that song was in his mega mix part of the set I mean, until Tampa night, and then he goes. And oh, that's again, right. that is I, there. I got to remind I, my DJ to take that out of there. And then for I now, I'm just it, not singing. 
when I seen him, album wasn't out. You know what I'm saying? So again, he still didn't like sing the song or none of that shit. So like he he's on brand, I guess. Um, but like again, the 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 album wasn't out, so the whole anti anti line wasn't out. None of that shit was out there. And like now that you know that kind of came out and kind of breathed a little bit, and shit has happened from that. He like right. yeah, the, fuck re- that song. the reverse like, have oh. come and the ripples. Yeah, and like you said, I kind of I'm, I'm fucking with what you said now. Like maybe the nigga just completely forgot the song was mixed in the thing. He like oh man, I don't even work. Uh, yeah, you think like, she sent him any like we gave her? Do you think Rihanna has ever like texted him anything like even just like a chill out bro or like an email? Do you think she's communicated to him at all since even her first pregnancy or getting with ASAP at all? Since getting with ASAP, no. I don't. I it would be like that would be. I don't know how I would feel about it. I would feel like it was gangster and kind of shady at the same time. If she said um, anything. If anything, since she been with Rocky, but like prior to, maybe I give you know one one or two instances of that. Hey, nigga, like chill out. Yeah, um, and just a simple chill out, like not a threat, not a you yeah. a bitch ass nigga, like it's just a chill. And, and even like again, like Drake really only get to acting emotional about because of course there's shit that we all don't know, right? So like, of course. they might have they might have could been parlaying for a little while. Maybe they really on, shared on, something on for real. Super low, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They they could have really been like kicking it on, on the low outside of when everybody thought they was done. Like they could have still been. And maybe when she really popped back out, you know, maybe she told the nigga she was done with him. When she popped back out, she was ASAP Rihanna. And she was really, really actually done. Because, yeah. like, we, yeah. we could probably do one of those stereotypical podcasts yeah. about, like, when, you, when your girl say she done and when she's actually mm-hmm. done. Because I'm here to tell y'all now, like, even if I die, like, if I die, my wife's going to still be with me for, like, six months. Like, <laughs> if, if my wife is ever actually, like, done with me at any point, like, God forbid, right? But if she decided she was done with a nigga... She probably got a good like eight to ten year cooldown period on that done with a nigga. And vice versa, bro, because it's just like like you said when you share something for real. Like I think it's just human. We like to act like that ain't real shit, but it's just human. Like it takes a long right. time to get somebody that matters to you out of your system, even if it's not a romantic relationship. If we're just talking about like a homie, like I'm sure you probably got homeboys that you maybe kicked it with tough in the early fresh mm-hmm. off the porch days, that maybe y'all ain't so yeah. fly no more. And it took a little yeah. while to get that out of your system. I'm sure for sure. No, I do. It, it's, it's definitely. I, I think about shit like that all the time. Like, damn, I really used to spend every day with this nigga. Yeah, damn, I really used to spend every day with this nigga. I used to pull up over here. I used to pull up over there. I used to do this shit and be like, man, that shit is like a a distant memory at this point. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's like, like a it happened. Life, life cycle or something. Yeah, it felt like a whole different life, fam. It's crazy. Uh, you ready to talk about Killer Mike? I mean, we. You know, why not? Why not? Why uh, this not? this past week. I don't know which Grammys this was. I ain't gonna sit here in front like I got the number. Grammy number sixty-six. Uh, <laughs> premiered this past Sunday. Uh, we're only going to talk about the rap portion, and we're going to talk about that briefly. Right. I don't got everything for you. Uh, I mean, I guess we can talk about Hove got the Lifetime Achievement Award. I thought his speech was real fly. Look it up. Mm-hmm. We won't recap it here. It's really not enough to joke about. Uh, Hove is fly. He continues to be fly. I like Hove getting those particular flowers, the Lifetime Achievement uh culture dr dre black grammy i think that's really fly i think it's fly that dr dre was there uh i think nwa got the lifetime achievement award now that i'm thinking about it and uh killer mike killer mike of atlanta rap fame uh pseudo outcast dungeon family pseudo member uh won best rap album Mm -hmm. great for him 
uh, best rap performance for I forget what the song is called. The song he got with Andre Three Thousand and best Scientist rap song. Scientists, thank you, scientists and engineers. So he called it a sweep. I think that is called a rap catalogs or rap category sweep, where he mm-hmm. took home all three, and it was a big, big night for Killer Mike. Congratulations to him. I have never heard the album. Uh, I know I've probably told you several times I was going to listen to it. All those were lies. I haven't heard it. How good Great. is Killer Mike's Michael album, Wes? Is um, it deserving? It it is deserving, right? Um, and I and I'll tell you why. It's deserving from a from a musical standpoint. You can definitely tell he put the like time care like the the, the album is really fire. Orchestrated, like, right? There are one thousand percent some pieces of the album that you will like appreciate. Just like the 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 deepness of the storytelling and then like if you couple and this is really what won him the Grammy the album um the the vulnerability in the album coupled with all the interviews the tiny desk everything that Killer Mike did after that album dropped is why he won those Grammys okay nobody went as hard nobody yes nobody went as hard with their albums as Killer Mike did with that Michael album and like he was going hard with the album and when you listen to the album you was like all I right, see, Killer Mike. Why. Like, yeah. all right, like you, you really yeah. wasn't bullshitting. Like, and again, everything isn't for everybody. So I'm sure there's something on there that you're not gonna feel. Mm-hmm. But the shit that you gonna feel, oh, you gonna be like, oh, nah, Killer Mike was on some whole nother other shit. Because right. like you say, he come from that lineage of Dungeon Family. So like, he those takes people are very serious. Yeah, those people are involved. And like again, when it comes to the bars, like he is a rapper's rapper. Mm-hmm. So he he spit in that shit, and it's always. And I and I loved his Grammy speech when he got up there when he got that third thing because it was it was a dig and a realization to Andre three thousand like nigga I ain't letting none of you niggas tell me you too old that you ain't got nothing to talk about like he to me he was saying that directly to Andre three thousand like you my nigga and all but like Stop I'm that. your age nigga and you told me that what the fuck you basically was telling me what the fuck do I got what to, we talk, got to about? talk about like, yeah. And look, I got all this to talk about, nigga, and I won three Grammys talking about it. Like, I so like don't that. ever. And, and, don't and ever I, I remember we talked about it a little bit when Andre released his GQ. I think it was talk, and mm-hmm. I agree with what Andre was saying, and I also agree with Killer Mike is saying. Yeah, like, I think that you can agree with both. Like, I see absolutely. Killer Mike's point, and I see Andre's point in this. So I think it mm-hmm. just all comes to who are you. And what does all this mean to you, right? Because Absolutely. if it doesn't mean anything to Andre anymore, then by all means, give it up, wear a bitch, play the flute, and walk off. But if this still means what, the, what it means to Killer Mike, to Killer Mike, and he can make this happen, then by all means. And like, so. but that, I, I think I think that's what it is with our community, right? Because I'm even trying to think, like, when niggas really, like, put they all in a passion, in, like, when niggas literally go into creating albums to win Grammys... It usually works. Kanye would call this dropout and late registration or whichever fucking album he wanted. Graduation, whole, like graduation, gra- was super Grammy bait. That's what I'm saying. And his whole speech that you know they always ask, "What would happen if I didn't win?" I guess, I guess we'll, never, we'll never, know. never know. Like when you when you go in with that intention, like you should reap the benefits of your reward. Or like even bringing up Kanye again with the whole Taylor Swift thing, like that Beyonce album that was up was probably Beyonce's heart and soul, my nigga, and he was probably there. Hope to said, Hope said, how can she have the most Grammys the most and never? win that doesn't work he said by your own metric that doesn't doesn't make any sense he said we love y'all grammys we just want you to get it right want you to get it right that's it and that's all 
You get it right. Can can we, as a culture, and I don't want to deviate from Killer Mike because I got more Killer mm-hmm. Mike talk, but mm-hmm. just real quick on Hove, can we appreciate Hove without him dying? Like, I really kind of hate where our culture is, where we don't like nobody unless they did. We only like DMX, Takeoff, Kobe Bryant. Like, we only like dead mm-hmm. niggas. Like, I don't. I'm starting to get right. real irritated with this whole dead nigga shit. Well, I think I and like I think niggas. I don't want to say they have a hard time with it, but like we still, even at this point, and he's been kind of recluse a long time. We still want public hove. Like we've never really gotten public hove, but we gotten more public hove than what we get now. And when we get public hove, we get like a really, really high level of hove. And it's either you understand it or you don't. And like the niggas going away again. So like you got to soak this in for what it get is. Get it while you can get it. Because when he die, I want to hear it. that from. None, I don't want to hear no. I don't want to hear shit from y'all niggas. Not, but I think I think that that makes it translate into damn hove. Can we just get one more album of the shit? <laughs> like can we get can we get a blueprint? Four was dope yeah, to me, we, bro. Can we get a blueprint four. Like can we? can we really like can you really like all right now that you've like really like done both sides at the high level can mm-hmm. you really give us both the of peak. those kind of in a and not for nothing like can you can you can you do what Nas did with the king's disease like can you give us one of those on your way out there and i think if hove gives us one last one of those like if he if he comes and gives us the black album too you know what i would like to hear from hove and this is going to sound like a stretch. I would like to hear a project where Hove works with another artist and buckles down for every song. Like, say he does a song with Benny the Butcher, and he really gets in studio with Benny the Butcher for that song and really hones in on that song. And then he does one with Wayne, and he really gets in the studio. It's not just he sent me a verse and I said, we really came together and made a song and do that with everybody that he thinks is good. I mean, it was kind of what Magna Carta Holy Grail was, for real, for real. Like, he kind of locked in with, with JT and Pharrell and, you know right. what I'm saying, all them but people. Let's focus on that group of people. Like, yeah. I want him to, like, yeah. go around and be like, okay, I really respect, I don't know yeah. who, like, 21. Like, 21 is a hardcore rapper, but everybody realized, like, but 21 can really rap. Nah, but sit really down rap. with 21 and really yeah. get in that mode with 21. That would be great. Email but verse. again, that would be that would be a beautiful like you know. Hey, I'm I'm out, y'all. But like, here's I I imparted my gems. Like I I did it with the people who I feel like who I is like. gonna be able to kind of. And again, we are gonna get the real like Jay Z and Drake song because we haven't really gotten one. A like, real that's one. My, that's my take throughout the entire. Yeah. We I need a real one. Like I need a real. Jay-Z all that happy Drake to be song. here. Shit like, that y'all want me on. Exactly. All of that. I, I need a, I need another you know Jay Z and Kanye for out the door like mm-hmm. I, I I need the real joints for, for and and again that's why I I'm a pre again we're 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 a different breed so of course we're appreciative of Hove and the shit that he brings but again like I'm still a part of the group of damn I wish I I wish I seen and I wish I could hear from Hove more yeah um but and also understanding that he's he's still living his life at the same and I think he does a good job of relaying that message to people that, Hey y'all, I'm, I'm still figuring it out and I'm still halfway surprised at all this shit too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm living it and I'm walking in it and like, y'all just got to like watch me and follow me as I go along. And that's the only thing that I can ask. I I can't, I can't tell y'all to follow me because I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. (laughs) But I'll tell you what I learned as I'm learning. Yeah. 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 And, And circling back to killer Mike, uh, also news, uh, came out during the Grammy night that he was, uh, he was obtained and arrested for a misdemeanor charge as of the recording of this podcast. I have not learned what the misdemeanor charge is, but the police arrested him at possibly right. the greatest uh, 
not of his music career anyway. I don't want to speak for his marriage or his kids being born or no shit like that. But <laughs> as far as his career is concerned, to be taken right. away in handcuffs after winning three Grammys in a night is wild. Um, yeah. I think it's notable, though, because I'm not going to get on here and be like, they could have waited. Why they ruined that man's night? Listen, if the cops want to come get you and they know where you at, then they're probably going to come get you. But here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. Killer Mike better turn this into a fire Michael part two. Because like you was just saying, how he spun all this into a moment and why you won the Grammy, you telling me on the night you won three Grammys in the night of your life. You get carried away in handcuffs. If he can't make this into the best deluxe I ever heard, then dog, there's yeah. a missed opportunity nah. somewhere. He should, and this thought just struck me, and I'll tie the, the deluxe two will things. be fire. Yeah, I'll tie the two things together. But like supposedly, what I read along the way is that he got into a fight with, I believe, Grammy security. No um, shit. Didn't, yeah, didn't oh. have any like de- you know maybe like a little kerfuffle, a little scuffle, nothing too major. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of after he won that third award, didn't want to let him um, in because the suit was too baggy. I don't know, and that's <laughs> what I'm saying. But like, it, it strikes me right because we would consider you know the 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 Grammy Academy and the Emmys and the Oscars and all that shit kind of to be on the same tier, right? Mm-hmm. Will Smith never got arrested. No. No, and I think we talked about that in the height of, of the slap. Of course we did. The slap her. Of course, right but like away. that's that's the that's the juxtaposition to present, right? Because sure. this nigga smacked the nigga on TV where everybody seen it. We're all witnesses. And we can all yeah, testify all in court. We can all say that he did that shit and nothing I happened. Could, to I that think man. I could pick Will Smith out of a lineup. I think so too. <laughs> but like this nigga Killer Mike, who y'all literally y'all had to have seen him win these awards because y'all are here in the building. Even if not, like this is kind of like, he got He got to have the the fake award. I I don't know what the situation is, but like it's definitely crazy for him to win Grant because who else would who else has this or who else would this happen to regardless of any situation outside of like extreme violence. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely you know a, a a little tainted. But for for me and again following Killer Mike with the, with the making of this album and interviews and all the shit that he's done, this is only gonna add to the story. So hopefully he does so. spin this into so. again. That that's an easy that's an easy song. Grammy night. That's an easy song. Title. And again, like, I, I'm not I'm not glad this happened to him by any stretch no. of the imagination. But the type of artist that Killer Mike is, fortunately, something that unfortunate he could probably spin into an even greater game for himself as an artist as a business and even just for his soul, I'm sure he'll want to get it out. So I can see him definitely, you know, take, uh, getting the rose out of this concrete for sure. And then yeah. one more thing before we get off a of hove, cause I want to get, make sure we got time to talk about all the shit I want to talk to you about this week. Uh, I'm getting sick of revisionist history, uh, along with y'all dead <laughs> casket riding ass niggas. Like if I see one more think piece about how DMX was better than Jay Z, I'm a slap one of y'all niggas, bro. Y'all got to stop this shit. Now, y'all going to make me disrespect the dead because I don't dislike DMX. But when I hear motherfuckers really trying to, like, play Hove by saying DMX had a better career than Hove, y'all got to fucking stop it, bro. Stop it. What? What you, what you have to recognize is that there is a there's a piece of information out here that supports everybody's narrative, right? So okay. you just gotta let niggas oh, the two the two albums in one year. Yeah, but the that's what I'm saying. Ones. Like you you just have to let niggas think, and then and then it doesn't help when niggas like Hove say what he says no, on stage God, about the, you know what I'm saying. Like, stage, yeah, but you never had to work on stage because you was that nice. 
I mean, I I understand, but that's that's what lends to it, right? And and again, to each his own. Everybody's allowed to, you know, to have their own reality of what they was living at the time. Because like, maybe you didn't fall in love with pit bulls until you was twenty seven, and they had pit bulls in the house when they were seven. So DMX played a little heavier in their house than in yours. Maybe, maybe circumstantial, circumstantial. You're right. You're right. I think a lot of them are lying, but there's probably at least a (laughs) decent pocket of niggas that's telling the truth. So I can I can live with that. Um. Let's talk about Keith Lee. Did you see Keith Lee's recent controversy? I did, thanks to you. Yeah, well, you're the best. And not only did I see the controversy, but then the nigga whose video link you sent to me, I seen kind of the follow up link as well. And I was like, man, this is great. I good, love good. Because me and my wife was like watching the dude's video, and I'll explain to you all in a second here. But me and my uh, Donovan was watching the the dude's video that I sent you, and we got so mad. Like the nigga was talking for six minutes and didn't give no details on what actually I like. Dog, man. if you don't stop rambling and tell us what the fuck happened, Bruh, like your content creators the, are terrible. I think that's the first thing I was like what the fuck is going on like what happened you've been talking for three and a half minutes and i don't know the news story yet so and here as i'm doing it i'm telling you i'm about to tell Mm -hmm. you all what happened here's what happened wes's guy that he introduced us all to i'm not saying wes's man's like he did something wrong but wes's man's as in i had never heard of the dude to wes i introduced y'all to everybody bro i introduced y'all to kevin samuels i still owe you for kevin samuels travis scott travis scott Corey lanes charleston white i owe you my life I introduced y'all to no, I was about to say, but I introduced niggas to Wiz Khalifa, bro. I, I got you a long track culture. record. You are my I'll culture. Try. Um, so Keith Lee, <laughs> the the TikTok slash YouTube food critic that makes or breaks businesses, and he never intends to break a business. He's only just trying to try food and tell y'all what he thinks about it. But the world goes crazy. <laughs> Keith Lee is like the Stanley Cup of food criticism. Like, I'm sure the intention wasn't to make people go crazy. People just went crazy. Bro, and I'm glad you said that, fam, because somebody reminded me the other day that he definitely didn't ask to be the man, fam. He didn't ask to be the man, and he's actively trying not to be the man at all points of his career. But one of his first videos was just about regular ass Chipotle dogs. Like, <laughs> I mean, the burrito's soft, the chicken's moist. Like, dog. And, and I've watched some of bro's content since you hit me to it. And honestly, and this is not a dig or any disrespect at all, but I've watched some Keith Lee content and gone. I don't see what everybody's right. going so crazy about. Like, yeah, no, this is all right. Yeah, bro, it's just all right. right. Bro, it's just it's all right. The, so he just got the got, juice. He's got, he's he got, got rizzed. He got rizzed. He got, he got the motion. He got all the, the shit that the young boy said. And I, I actually like, I told you I like Riz, right? Like, I, I'm too mm-hmm. old to use it in language, but I like the young, I like Riz. But anyway, so Keith Lee is doing what I, I don't want to get a sidetrack, right? And this sure. is how you end up sounding like an old nigga, but it's what you say when you're talking to younger niggas so they can be like, what you know about Riz? And yeah. you be like, relax. For sure. So Keith Lee was doing what he normally does. And where the fuck was he at? Was he in Florida? Or I, right did, I don't know. I didn't catch where they he were. He was somewhere, bro, doing what he normally does, reviewing shit, making his moves, circling the block, reviewing restaurants. And he just happened to be checking his social media and a chick tagged him because she noticed that he was in her town. And she tagged him in a video of her, like, doing a cheer and basically oh, telling man. Keith Lee, come on you down. Are... Come on down to our food truck. We hear you in the neighborhood, oh, Keith man. Lee. Come fuck with us. Hey. And Keith are... Lee, being the nice guy that he is, decided to slide through. You are being so nice. I'm but trying to be leaving fair. out details. I'm You're just, leaving out details. I do it though. on purpose, though, right? Like I'm trying just, to because we can uh, circle so, back to the details, but I don't want to leave. Okay, but I feel like it's important right here, well, right? Please, so, girls singing and dancing on t- TikTok. Keith Lee, come down here. Is not an employee of the food truck. Apparently, the mom needed some help on the food truck. The son of the mother 
puts out a post that says, is anybody able to help my mom? This girl volunteers. And now she on the Keith Lee come to the food truck train. Mm-hmm. So now we can- now Keith Lee actually shows up to the food truck. Mm-hmm. And now please help me if I'm omitting or forgetting mm-hmm. any details here, but Keith Lee pulls up on the food truck and he does what he does. He loves to support black business and, you know, just make people smile and all of that. Like, <laughs> I almost jumped to the end of this. Dog. Maybe I'll say it here anyway. Before I even give y'all the rest of these details, I just want to say right here, Mr. Beast don't never have to deal with any of this shit, bro. Mr. Beast here. don't have watched, to deal with nothing like this. But anyway. I watched, I watched a video of Mr. Beast dig some wells in Africa for, for the African folks, fam, and it made me like so mad at niggas who he got money. He cured the blind in one of his videos and nobody yeah. got mad. But anyway, Keith Lee off. showed up to the food truck. And basically, again, correct me if I get any of this wrong, please, Wes. But Mm -hmm. he gives $4,000 away at this stop. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to get these figures right. Am I correct in saying he gave $2,000 to the food truck to give to serve people food or as a tip? One or the other. He gave $2,000 to the food truck, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. That that uh, thinking about the video now, that's what I am interpreting. He said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a two thousand dollar tip for you to do whatever, whatever you know. What I'm saying whatever." How you then do. he saw that homie or whoever to the side was braiding and cutting hair, and he went to show them some love. So, so what I gather is, old girl, you know, who responded to son's post, "I'll come help your mom on the food truck," was also said braider, and her brother was the barber. Right. So he gave them $1,000. He wanted them he to gave, have $1,000 as well. Right? He gave them $1,000 to give out free haircuts. He said, I want them to get $1,000 to do haircuts until that $1,000 is gone. So I want to pay for $1,000 worth of haircuts. I want to give you $2,000. And then he did, what, $1,000 worth of food, right? He did $1,000 to the braider, $1,000 to the haircut, to the barber. He did $2,000 tip to the food truck. Right. So $4,000 in total. Now, Mm -hmm. he gave the $4,000 to the lady at the food truck and said, please disperse this. God bless. And, you know, keep doing y'all's thing. Black love. Threw up a fist and he disappeared in a puff of smoke as Keith Lee does. He doesn't walk (laughs) or drive. He just evaporates. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so funny because he literally had to have evaporated because no sooner than the last plat braid was gone from Keith Lee's head did the chaos ensue. <laughs> the The lady that owns the food truck that swiped Keith Lee's card because Keith Lee wanted to pay it all in one and say, distribute mm-hmm. this on your own because he don't carry around a bunch of fucking cash because right, he's not right, an idiot, so. right? right. And he didn't want to go fucking handing his card to this person and that person and that person. And he was like, well, all y'all together from what I understand, he was right. thinking everybody's together so I'll just hand my card over once and y'all distribute the money. Y'all all together, bet. Blessings, right. bless right. up. 16 prayer emojis. I'm about to hop in my denial and I'm out of here, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no sooner than his last plat left the scene, the lady tells everybody, hey, once this money clears, I got y'all's money and I'm going to go ahead and distribute y'all as soon as the money clears. Well, a day goes by, two days go by, nobody's gotten their money except for the food truck lady. So now, mm-hmm. the chick who I guess is related to the brother braider or whatever, sister, mm-hmm. she's already on on her social media like, this bitch ain't paid us our money. 
Hell, I think she's tagging Keith Lee. Like, we'll see what they did. <laughs> I like tagging Keith Lee because I feel like at some point in her brain, she thinks Keith Lee is going to come back around and give her the $1,000 again. Right. Like, oh, I'm so sorry they did you like that. Here's the 1000 I meant for you to get. Like, nigga, I already donated. I'm gone. Y'all got to sort this out. But it's... Apparently what happened, is, what it seems like has happened, is the food truck lady has... Take, took off on the plug and kept the whole four and didn't give everybody their money. And now there's a whole big fight about it. Now, what are your thoughts on this? Now, I don't think either one of us even need to bat around whether or not the lady's wrong. If if Keith Lee said, give them $1,000, you need to give them $1,000. Right. It, I mean, it would even be slightly wrong to say, well, you know, Cash App, take a couple dollars out, right? So it's really actually $990. <laughs> That's even still a little bit wrong, being that they kids for the right. most part, right? Like, still give them the $1,000, you eat the taxes, whatever. Like, do what's right as a grown-up adult. But, like, as you hear this story, aside from when white people give away money, I don't think they ever have to deal with this. Why is it our community? But aside from the obvious shit, what did mm-hmm. you take away from this story? Like, I feel bad for Keith, first and foremost, because now he got to answer DMs and make public statements. Who the fuck I else mean, has to make public statements about doing nice charity work? Right. I mean, and I, and I believe he did make a video. So so to my understanding, you know, what happened is, like I say, he, sw- he swiped the 4,000. He said, you know, thousand to the barber, thousand to the braider, which said girl who came and helped on the food truck was the braider. Um, you know, and he told her to disperse this however, you know, you see fit, aka, you know, when the money hit, do whatever you need to do with right. the money. <laughs> Divide um, that up. Yeah, so ac- according to what I understand is that old girl waited to the next day to hit the lady. Um, you know, about anything that was going on. She a- first of all, she asked her, I don't know what the lineage was, but she asked her if she needed any more help on the food truck. First, like, hey, do you need help on the food truck? You know, which basically to me shows like, hey, I'll pull up again. Like, if you need some help. And she was like, also, like, my brother needs that a thousand dollars because like, he not from here. Like, he about to, he about to leave. He, he about need to, that a thousand. Yeah, he about yeah, he about to dip and he about to do whatever. She like, as far as the thousand that he said for me, like, you keep it. Like, you keep the thousand dollars. Like, I don't even need it. But the thousand for my brother, like, he, he need, need that. that. He trying to he trying to get up through it. And that's when the lady. Hit her with the, hey, why don't you give me a call so we can work out an agreement? And it's like, what the fuck is the agreement? Like, this nigga said one, one, two. Like, I'm telling you, keep my one, and but you got to give the it's one. It's on his social media yeah, account got, right now. Yeah, you got to keep the one over here. Um, So I'm kind of, uh, I'm in support of of the, uh, you know, of of both of them, honestly. Like you say, if, if she was supposed to get a stack and he was supposed to get a stack and she's like, hey, thing. keep my stack. Like, I ain't even tripping off of my stack. Like, my brother got to get his stack so that way he can, you know, keep it pushing out here because he wasn't out there giving out free haircuts. They're like, not nah, a haircut's cost. Like, and you knew that these haircuts cost. Like, and Keith Lee even said, like, here go the $1,000 so you can so give you out can give out the cuts without taking like, a hit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, ultimately, the, you know, the, 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 the lady owner of the food truck was wrong. And this one made it wrong. And, and again, I don't know how true the statement is, but the girl that came to work on the food truck said that that lady said, she was going to give her son the $1,000 because he the one that put up the post asking for the help. And then the son can chip them off. If he wants whatever. To. Yeah, whatever they whatever he wanted to chip them off after the fact. And it's like, what type of fucking world are we living in, bro? Like, that that makes any goddamn sense. And, like, 
even looking at the at the at the food truck owner lady's video, like you can tell she done did some shady shit before because this is why she in the position that she in now to have to have. As soon as she started, you know, a motherfucker wrong because as soon as she started getting pressed, she started explaining how hard she's worked. Like, bitch, yeah, nobody yeah, yeah. asked she you none of that. Yeah, as soon as they pressed about, about the money, she's like, listen. I went to college. I got a degree. I have trained for. That's how you. Her just saying that you can tell she feels entitled to something. So she not, feels entitled to that money. Motherfucker say shit like two things can't be true. Like your food can't be good, and you could be a trash individual because of how you treat people. Yeah. Like, you might be able to cook, but you're but terrible you at how you deal with folks. Like the, the entitlement is wild. It, it, it kind of gave me vibes, of, and I'm not saying this shit to be like nasty or throw dirt around. It's just what I thought of when I heard of this story. Like when I used to, I used to stay with my cousins, right? Because I wasn't staying with my dad for a while, and I was still in high school. I think this was sophomore, probably sophomore year, right? And I was staying with my cousins because they still lived in Independence High School District, and I didn't want to ever stop going to Independence, but I was staying with my cousins at the time because it just made the most logistical sense for a while, Mm -hmm. right? And my grandmother used to send me uh, home at the end of the weekends when I would stay with her on the weekends. She would send me home on Sundays with money to eat lunch throughout the week. Mm. Right. Like to get my lunch at Independence, to get my spicy chicken sandwich and my French fries, she would give me $20. That was a lot of money in 1997. Right. For sure. She would give me that to have my lunch for the week. And she would pay my aunt a hundred dollars a week to just house me. You know what I mean? For me soaking mm. up their heat and air conditioning and showering with their hot water and all of that. She would just break her off a hundred just for keeping me and making sure I got to school every day. And she would pay me so I could eat. So I wouldn't have to mm. worry about none of that. Like, so she would never, she was trying to keep me, keep my aunt from feeling like I was a burden because I was my grandmother's right. favorite. She didn't never want me to feel like I was a burden anywhere. So she would try to take care of that in a monetary value. Right. So my aunt would take the money that my grandmother would give her. And then she would sneak into the bedroom by Tuesday and take the rest of what I had left of the $20 as well. <laughs> and that's what it made me think of. And it's like, and when I say creep in, I don't mean like she would steal it because like, you might be thinking like, well, nigga, put your money away. Like, why are you keeping your money out if she just keeps taking it? Like, no, she would come in. Strong arm you. She would ask, tell me to give her the money. Like she was asking, but I didn't have a choice. And she was like, Hey, where that, Hey, where that money, big mama. Yeah. You at? Let me get that. Let me get that's that. That's exactly what she was saying. Actually, <laughs> were you in the room? Like that's actually what she was saying. And it was bro. It was so whack because even my cousins would look at me. Like they would give me that. I'm so sorry. For you. you know what I'm saying? Like they knew like it was fucked up and there was nothing they could but do. Like, and they would even look my, me in my eyes. Like, I'm what so is sorry. my extra 1875 going to do for you? Big mama gave you a hundred. She gave you a hundred. And it used to suck so much. And and party all might be listening, like, well, you should have got out of there. But I loved my cousin so much, I didn't want to not be over their house. And I just was like, well, look, whatever I got to do to just be with y'all, bro, I'll just go ahead and eat that yeah, loss. But it records. sucked. And, you know, you get older and you reflect on shit that you've been through in your life. And you're like, man, the entitlement it must have took for her to do that. Now, yes, am I sleeping under her roof? Of course I am. Yes, am I dancing by her food truck? Of course she was. But what God has for you is supposed to be for you. Like, I don't think you're supposed to be able to, like, come in and one hand intercept God's blessings on his way to you, right? And now she don't understand why this nigga ordered two large Zanato's pizza. That's why I have an eating problem, because I never know if somebody's going to steal my lunch (laughs) (laughs) 
You get where I'm going with all these stories, right? All this is just a genetic makeup as to why I'm sick in the head. I, un- I understand. I really only come on here once a week to tell y'all why I'm sick. That's really what this show is about, is just to tell y'all why I'm sick. Since she's stealing my motherfucking lunch money, I got to buy two large pepperonis on Monday I so eat, I can eat all week. I got to eat 16,000 calories today because I might only get 16 calories tomorrow is what I'm trying to tell you. Woo! It's Auntie taking shit. me up top. Uh, there's another news story that I want to tell you about, too. Um Fucking, and this is shoe adjacent, but it's not really shoe talk. Uh, so, okay. I don't collect or wear or buy Travis Scott Jordans, right? I'm sure you've heard of Travis Scott. For mm-hmm. those of y'all that don't know, Travis Scott Cactus is a Jack. Cactus Jack. He's a hip-hop artist that collaborates with Nike and Jordan to make these shoes with a backwards Nike check, and they sell for thousands and thousands of dollars on the resale market. You cannot buy these out of a store because they just get swallowed up at the blink of an eye, and then now they go on the market for people to buy secondhand for two, three, four, five, six, seven thousand $7,000. Yeah, it's like some uh, young nigga skater shit, dog. I don't, I don't dig them so much. It's Michael Jordan rookie card type shit, right? So Yeah, I don't dig it. There was a super privileged white kid that had a pair of Travis Scott Air Jordan 1s, like the OG ones that sell for a pretty, pretty high amount. These are some shoes that he had owned and wore a lot. Like, he was selling them again used. Like, these particular shoes, you can buy them, wear them, enjoy them, and then sell them for three times still what you paid for them type shit. Mm-hmm. So he was off to go do that, and they call these things sneaker meetups, where it's like you find somebody, whether it be on social media, on Twitter, or Craigslist, or Facebook Marketplace, whatever the fucking kids use these days, and you meet up in a fucking dimly lit Target parking lot, <laughs> and the person, you know, goes to the trunk of your car, and you try to negotiate whether or not there is a sale to be made, Right. Kid shows up. <laughs> Kid shows up to sell his Travis Scott. Dude hops out the car. He's like, oh, you got the Travis Scott? You such a shit. Shakes his hand, gives him that. You got the shoes in the trunk right there? He pulls them out the trunk, sets the shoes on the trunk, right? And then he's like, do you mind if I take a look at them? He's like, yeah, go ahead, bro. You know what I'm saying? You want to buy them? Take a look at them. I want you to make sure that they're legit because, as me and you have discussed, there's a lot of fakes out there. So it's totally customary to let somebody hold and check out your shoes when they're thinking about buying them. Whereas me and you might have grown up in the era it's like, nigga, don't touch my shit unless you've already handed me some money. Like, For sure. Our alarms might already be going off. Like, nigga, I would never let you hold my shoes without some money in my nah. hand. Like, dog, you can look at them from there. If you don't want them, I'll hand you your money back. But it's totally customary to let somebody check the shoe out to make sure that they're legit and, you know, they are what they're supposed to be and whatever. So he's looking at the shoe. He's investigating it. He puts the shoe back in the box and puts the lid on. He's like, yeah, bro, these are legit. You ain't lying. These are the real ones. I want these. Do you mind if we walk over to the ATM so I can get your money and we can go ahead and cash out? Dude is like, yeah. So he's following him. He said as he's following the kid to the ATM, he noticed another kid hopped out the car that he didn't know was in the car. Right? Other mm-hmm. kid hops out the car and starts following him. Well, he hands the box of shoes back to the other kid. They don't take off running immediately. They're both still walking to the ATM. So the kid says, like, my antennas went up a little bit, but I didn't think much of it because they just all were still walking toward the ATM. They get to the ATM. As the dude is pushing buttons on the ATM, dude takes off with the shoes. Now, this is a couple thousand dollars worth of shoes, right? Mm-hmm. He takes off with the shoes, then the other dude splits, and they both run off with the shoes. Now, dude's like walking back to his car sad. He just got took for his fucking Travis Scott's. They're gone. He didn't get the money. He didn't get nothing, right? So he's sad. He's on the internet telling everybody on Reddit his shoe thievery story and all of that. And here's where the story to me gets interesting, right? 
he actually remembered that he had a very particular scuff on his shoe. So there's only but so many websites that you can go to that people have for resale stores. And he mm. was fortunate enough to be in, I think, L.A. or some shit, where it's like a big market for this type of shit. Because had he been where me and you are, he would have never seen these shoes again. But turns out he's seen the shoes posted on a very popular resale store site. And he's like, I think that's my shoe. So the motherfucker drives down there and asks to see the shoe. Dude pulls the shoe out from behind the counter. He looks at him and goes, holy fuck, this is my shoe. And he starts showing him, like telling him what happened. And he's showing him the scuff to show this scuff actually came from the Travis Scott fucking World concert. And I can tell you these are my shoes for sure. Look, there's a marking on the inside of the box. He tells the guy that. And then the guy's like, okay. Let's <laughs> lay it back on the Travis Scott's, puts him back behind the counter. Right. So the, the kid is like, well, can I have my shoes back? And the, the store clerk is like, well, let me talk to my manager. That I, I'm just now about to just hand somebody some shoes over the counter and all of that. And maybe you come back and you can discuss it with the manager. But there's no way I can just hand you a box of shoes because you say they belong to you. And he's like, well, could you run the cameras back and, you know, see the people that sold these shoes to you? And maybe mm-hmm. I can ID them. And he's like, well, I don't have access to the camera footage and all of that. Maybe you come back tomorrow. Right. Kids like, mm-hmm. cool. He gets back in his car. He's excited because he thinks he didn't track the shoes down. He's about to get his justice. Comes back the next day. The security footage is deleted. The shoes are gone and nobody can tell him anything about any of this shit, right? Wow. So now the kid is telling his story to anybody that will listen. All the shoe content creators are covering the story saying how wrong the shop is and that's fucked up. They should have helped the little homie out and gave him back his shoes. And I'm watching this whole story the whole time going, duh they don't owe you shit like if i own this shop and somebody sold me now i'm not going out of my way to buy stolen sneakers on purpose but if somebody comes in the store and just says hey i want to sell these travis scotts and i want mm-hmm. to buy them i'm not asking him where they came from no so just I because mean, they, i received stolen ask, property can tell you anything yeah like so because i received this possibly stolen property inadvertently unbeknownst to me don't mean I owe you justice, dog. Like, you either need to pay for these shoes or chalk it up as an L. And everybody in the sh- sneaker community seems disgusted that this sneaker retailer didn't give the little homie back his shoes. And I'm like, fuck that little homie, nigga. Like, I wouldn't have gave him his shoes back neither. I mean, yeah, what am I just supposed to go off of word of mouth, nigga? Do you have a police report, nigga? Like, what? You know, I'm, and like, that's not even me being funny, but like, it's the. To me, it's the same kind of regulation that a pawn shop should have to go through almost sort of kind of if you have a sneaker resale type of situation like, hey, if you can come through here, if you can spot your shoes and then you can be like, hey, no, dog, look, I, I told these niggas like I gave an accurate description and they can come in and they can be like, yeah, bro, you got to get the shoes back. You like, need more evidence than those like a, are mine. But I can understand it as a business owner, too, because anybody can come in and be like, oh, damn, some niggas stole some shoes from me, dog. And them is mine's right there. Can I have them back? Like, nigga, no. Bro, yeah, like, get out of here, bro. What the fuck is you talking about? And to me... And I brought it up here because to me that says entitlement as well. Like, what makes you think that you're entitled to walk into the store and just point out the shoes and be like, those are mine? And if I'm the store owner, I ain't gonna lie, bro. That security gets ta- that security tape gets lost on my watch as well, bro. I'm dubbing over that with I all mean, I other reruns of Family Matters, nigga. I mean, the, the 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 only the only reason my brain says that they would do that is because whoever sold it to them is probably a regular customer. I'm not even de- I, I'm not even deleting the, the tape. Home. Well, I'm not even deleting the tape to protect the nigga that stole the shoes because fuck that nigga. I don't like whether he, if he gets caught out there, I don't care. I'm deleting the tape because if there is proof on this tape that these sneakers are stolen and they can in fact ID this as the thief. 
then now I got to give these shoes up. Like I probably spent at least $1,200 buying these shoes from that thief is what I'm saying. I mean, I don't, that's I don't a loss for that. my store. For me, I don't think it's that. To me, it seemed like that might be one of the homies or it's somebody who you think got in cahoots. Got, like he's a regular yeah, for me. I, I, maybe not in cahoots, but maybe he's a regular. Maybe he's somebody who got some money invested in the shop. And it's like, hey, dog, like you knew these was dirty. So to protect you, like we're going to get because, again, like having to give back some twelve hundred dollars shoes, fam, if if that's going to break y'all, y'all probably shouldn't be in business. Uh <laughs> But like having to give up the tape and having it like that might lead you because again, nigga, if you still in Jordans, then you probably doing some other shit. I would assume outside, if you got some dealings or or, or again, ain't no telling how much other shit we done bought from this nigga. Like maybe all of this shit is fucking stolen, bro. We don't have time for that shit. Again, maybe this nigga is a regular fucking customer. We were giving this nigga thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So like, delete all that shit, fam, and like <laughs> we don't know nothing about nothing. G. See, see, further supporting my theory though is like it. As you say, if twelve thousand, if twelve hundred dollars is gonna make or break your store, then maybe you need to like open a Chipotle and maybe don't sell yeah. shoes. But I offer you this, right? Because a lot of those sneaker boutique shops that be in the mall and like secondhand sell shoes and mm-hmm. shit like that, they do be made and broken in two or three business transactions throughout the day. And here's why: because they're sold at such a high profit margin, right? Because mm-hmm. If I bought these Travis Scotts from this thief for $800 and I'm about to turn around and sell them for $1,600, that's an $800 profit, right? Mm-hmm. That might be what, you know, a lot of stores, little shops are making in a day off one little mm-hmm. flip. So if I can do that two or three times in a day, I'm good to go on at least my quote unquote booth rent for this space for the month in just two or three transactions, right? Like that might be what I'm paying the mall to even be in here in two or three transactions. Now the rest of my month is profit, right? So it might not seem like a lot, but I'll also offer you this $1,200, take 200 off. And we saw the food truck lady steal that from a poor innocent child. So, you know what I'm saying? Like a stack be making and breaking people these days. And I'm not even saying it like trying to be all higher minded, like, damn, nigga, a snack is going to break you. Cause it wasn't that long ago. For, <laughs> it was not that long ago before the stack would have changed my fucking life. So I, mean, I kind of feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you'd have told me to do all kinds of shit for a stack, I probably would have heavily considered the weirdest yeah, thing. But I'm sure you also wouldn't have opened up a store that says, let me pay your bills and then you pay me back whenever the fuck you feel like it. Awesome. Like, no. Cool. Like, you put yourself in this position, fam. So, like, while, while I get it, you know, uh, my fucking uh, big house wishes, big car dreams, I understand. Like, <laughs> You got you got to scale it back, fam. Like you, I, I understand, but maybe you're a little too big for your britches. Do you think little homie is wrong or even just naive for expecting the business to return the shoes at all? Like, do you think it was just like, well, it's worth a try and see what you can come up with? Or, I mean, clo- close mouth definitely don't get fed. You never know who you're dealing with. Okay. Like you say, you might you might have said that, and and like you say, because everybody's covering it, maybe they're familiar already, and they're like, damn, let's just give little homie a shoe. That could be better pressed than not giving little homie his shoes back. You know what I'm saying? But again, there's also like niggas, you don't just get to like show up in front of an empty store or a vacant space one day and open a shoe store and just, you know what I'm saying? There's shit that goes into like running a business, fam. So yeah. again, like my brain tells me it's probably deeper than rap, which is why we don't know what shoes you're talking about. We <laughs> actually don't have any cameras. We actually don't have cameras and we don't have Travis Scott's in here. Like I can see them back there. Yeah, no. I'm straight up lying if I owe that shop. Like, I ain't seen no Travis Scott's. I don't know who that is. And literally, like, all while fucking uh, stopped at the light, uh, slept through the flight, is playing over the speakers while this nigga's crying about his lawsuit. Like, I just ain't got no holler for the little nigga, bro. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, I got nothing for you, brother. Good luck. Yeah, bro. Like, sometimes you got to get to 10 speed stolen before you learn not to ride your bike to the corner store. Some of this or shit is just lessons out. in life. Or to leave it outside over the weekend when you out of town. Right. One, <laughs> one more thing before we get out of here. Can we... Do you got time to talk about this Ninja Turtles hat before we get out of here? Or did you uh, forget sure. this? <laughs> <laughs> so, Wes's cryptic text of the week, i.e. Cedric's crisp, uh, cryptic sure. text of the week. Uh... Do you want to explain this one? Because I don't want to get this wrong because you got the text and maybe you know more about this I mean, than I do. I, I just kind of looked over it, but I'm going to just take it for, you know, face value. It said ninjas in Brooklyn or ninjas in New ninjas York. Ninjas in New York remember. since 84, yeah. Since 84. Um, and, you know, I you know that is one of the emojis that niggas is using. Niggas is substituted kind of for ninjas and it's a hat out. being um, sold. And, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, clearly... Um, the, the 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 board of directors over there at Lids and fifty nine fifty and New Era and all of them um is full of white people, fam, because that crossed a lot of desks. Um, and somebody was just like, "But it's the Ninja Turtles, gnarly dude!" Yeah. Like, nobody nobody will have a problem with it. Um, and I'm sure a lot of ninjas have already purchased this hat. So <laughs> wait, which ninjas? Make, all of them, all the the real ninjas, the actual ninjas, the niggas in the street. Okay. Like, all right. I'm sure niggas have already purchased this hat, so like the the damage is already done. Like I, I guess it's the best way that I can explain. It. Do you think Seth's intent was to get our input on like if we have a problem with this? Because I do want to ask you: Would if you saw this in a store and you saw like ninjas in a half shell and then it was like, <laughs> and you knew what they meant, like would that give you? Would you pause and be like, hold up? I. I would definitely like take note of that in the story. What if it was like, a white boy that had it on and it was cocked to the it, side? I, I don't I don't think I would see anybody purchasing that hat in the store. Like that's one of What's those. What's going on sale? That's that's a check the room purchase, right? You gotta <laughs> <laughs> like we talked about earlier, you gotta look around and be like, let me get the ninja uh, New York since eighty four hat stat, please. But I do think that there's probably like somebody that didn't quite understand the reference right away and bought it and got clean out of hot topic with it on, and then somebody had to tell him like, "Are you sure you want to do that?" Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's a um, it's a it's a it's a young hip hop white boy somewhere picking out a Ninja Turtle screen tee and he went and bought that hat and he's got a, a crispy pair of mid Air Forces. And oh, he, he got on some mids for out. sure and they're green yeah. and orange <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, okay, circling back to the top of the podcast because we're professionals, would you let your white friends say ninjas around you? Um, What's the context? Oh, you know the context. In that nah, context. I mean, and again, it sounds crap, but like e- either one is definitely egregious. Like you should probably just stay away. Like what's wrong with saying like, dude, <laughs> we say dude, we like dude. for a long time. Like dude, that dude, like that man, like f- figure out another way. That brother, like uh, no, maybe not brother neither. <laughs> See, now you get, it's getting dicey because you ain't quite sure what they can say. Just be oh, careful my. with everything you say. Yeah. That man. Man's said, I'm not performing a song anymore. Ninja. No, it's not going to work. This has been the Dipped in Butter program. We appreciate you checking us out and working it out with us because, you know, we're just trying to figure it out to the best of our ability. My name is Kat. That's a K with two T's on the end, like my man said. And this is just a friendly reminder. I only added the extra T to be different, and now I'm just like every other cat. (laughs) 
I never confessed that before. Jesus Christ. Um, it's your boy, West No T, and all that other shit that you know me for. Um, just make sure you fuck with me, though. Yes, sir. Like I say, each and every week, the universe is way too big for your little ass problems, and Killer Mike's Grammy suit is way too big to be arrested in. Uh, prayers up to Killer Mike and crew. Congratulations, bro. Now I'm waiting on the deluxe edition of the album. And at this point, with this much success, Killer Mike, you got to lose a little weight, bro. So, so you got to definitely uh, make this a combination with something else. Rule number one, um, tell a friend and tell a friend, not only about the podcast, but that if you don't share the podcast, Jesus will scold you <laughs> at the pearly gates. Rule number two, mind your motherfucking business. We'll catch you next week. <laughs> You have officially been dipped.